and go. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, The Kids Are All Night. This is a podcast where we talk about everything you should not discuss with your siblings. I'm Skylar and joining me are my brother, Jedi, my sisters, Segoy and Avi. Hi. Hey everybody. So today, Segoy is going to be going over our topics for this podcast. Segoy? Different roles for different situations. So um, the Republican uh, um, <laughs> House representative that uh, is from Col- she's from Colorado. She was just elected this year. Uh, Lauren Boebert. She made her name for something else. She's making her name again um, for wanting to carry, uh, conceal carry a weapon at the Capitol. So in the in the Capitol building and. Um, you know, outside of that in DC. So different rules for different people. First off, I didn't know we were talking about this earlier. I didn't know that anybody could carry a weapon in Washington, DC. Like from what I understand, it's incredibly difficult to get a concealed carry um, permit for like Washington, DC. And basically. Yeah. So uh, there's a 1967 rule that exempts lawmakers from a ban on carrying firearms inside the Capitol building. So lawmakers are exempt from the ban on carrying firearms inside the Capitol building. So that's the so that's the Capitol building. So that's the Capitol building. But but what she's petitioning is that 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 1967 rule, um, they have not been in, like they weren't enforcing it, and they created another rule that's been kind of superseding that where they haven't been letting them do it. But also carrying in washington dc in general so she has a concealed carry permit to carry in washington dc in general she wants to be able to extend that to the area that the capitol police start to um to police and and protect um and then to carry it inside the capitol building and so different roles for different people (laughs) she's a congresswoman she gets to protect herself but i think it's important that she gets to protect herself um, because she's, you know, five foot and a hundred pounds soaking wet and, um, you know, being, being twice her size, at least I'm not going to say how much past twice her size I am. <laughs> I don't fully understand feeling that like I feel vulnerable around certain groups in certain areas. Um, and I'm not tiny and people generally leave me alone because I am as big as a man in most cases. And so, um, but she's tiny. She also has very <coughs> conservative values and has made her name on a very conservative platform. And DC is a very liberal place. So her argument is that she should be able to carry, not just in the Capitol building, but in DC, she has, there shouldn't be a point between her job and her home, which she will walk to, that she is not allowed to concealed carry her gun because first off, it doesn't make sense to have a, a no go zone. What is she going to do with her gun? Second off, um, she needs to be able to protect herself if she votes her conscience or votes the way that her constituents want her to vote. I want to make a distinction before we continue on, though, because I'm afraid that people listening to this are going to be like, "Oh, great, another gun nut trying to force guns down other people's throats." Well, she a is a triangle earther, so I don't want to force a gun down your throat. No, I do want to. I do want to <laughs> make earther. make this distinction <laughs> that her letter, which was signed by 82 other current and incoming GOP Congress members, came three days after 21 Democratic lawmakers asked Speaker Pelosi 
and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to change the 53-year-old rule to keep Boebert from carrying her gun into work. So, so th- three days before okay, she so and 81 happened. other people oh, supported okay. her, 21 Democrats were like, mm, "We don't want her carrying a gun in here." So that. So this is not this is not an attack. This is not her going on the offense. This is her going on the defense saying, no, this rule already exists. You're trying to stop me from exercising my right. And it's it's existed for 53 years as an exemption to the ban. And you are trying to stop me from exercising that right. But all we're going to see is great. Another conservative gun nut wants to bring guns into a place of legislature. This wouldn't have yeah, been, this wouldn't you have guys been a, all know that guns yes, fire on their own that. discriminately. All right. No one has any control over when their <laughs> firearm goes off. <laughs> you know that as a fact. The internet <laughs> so this so this uh, so this guy I follow, he does like uh, he, so he's a former he's a former, I don't know, special forces something in the uh, with the, the army Rangers. the army special forces. Rangers. Uh, you bet you better get that you better get that right. You better get um, that right. You don't want to accidentally call someone a Green Beret who happens to be, you know, like Marine Recon or something. Like No, he was definitely Army Special Forces. Oh, so okay. Army Special Forces and he um he owns now a survivalist kind of company, but they also sell, uh, they do a lot with guns. Um, and he, he sells a trigger guard, a Kydex trigger guard, where it goes over your trigger and then um, ties to a belt loop, hooks to one of your belt loops. So when you pull it out, the trigger guard automatically comes off. He's like, cause I don't want to, I don't want to shoot my junk off. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, that's actually an interesting invention. We should we should yes. have him uh, reach yes. out to me. I would I would love to work with Very him. Very clever. That. He's in Utah. He's in Heber. Their company's in Heber City, Utah. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yes. Well, maybe as a patent lawyer, you can go out to him and talk about it, and they might already have a patent. Get him. Lawyer. Yeah, that, that yeah. Would be great. Make sure it's patented, and if not patented, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, it probably is, but. Um, you know, guns don't go off on their on their own, but irresponsible gun usage and gun ownership could cause misfire, and that's user error. One hundred percent of the time, it's user error, but it is user error that 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 does that. You're right; guns don't go off on their own. You put a gun on a table, it's not going to fire on its own. But if you put a gun in your waistband, it may fire accidentally if you have not taken precautions. Well, that goes back to the four to weapon safety rules. Prevent, you know, one of that. which is keep your weapon on safe until you're yeah. ready to fire. Keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to Keep fire. Yeah. So, Always full weapon safety loaded. rules. Treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Yeah. Never point your weapon at anything you do not intend to shoot. Keep your finger straight off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Keep your weapon on safe until you intend to fire. If you're following those four safety rules, you're not. your gun's not going to fire accidentally. You're not going to well, hurt somebody accidentally. And, and proper maintenance correct. of your gun. Correct. And that's what I think... I think a lot of people that are like... portray guns as the boogeyman and portray guns as I don't know that this is their motive at the top level for for um, gun legislation but I think a lot of people a lot of citizens that get behind this um, for for gun control I think a lot of it is um, misunderstanding misperceptions about what guns are how guns work uh you know under not understanding who 
owns firearms and who those people are. So something that happened this year, 2020, I, I own a gun and I've been trying to buy ammo for my gun and have been able to just buy like a box of ammo here and there. A box of ammo is 20 rounds and 20 rounds are going to go through very, very quickly. <laughs> um, I was trying to be conservative the last time I was out of range and shot 50 rounds without even realizing how quickly I went through all of that. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. So that's like five it's seconds. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing. And so it's been very, very difficult to, buy ammo and that's because there are two million new gun owners not just two million guns sold two million brand new gun owners this year um 2020 and between you know all the political upheaval every election year is major for gun sales and ammo sales people always suck up on election years um and but 2020 has the added the added benefit of having had toilet paper shortages and BLM can I, just, can I just take a second to oh, second no, sorry, actual, what you just said riots. about every year has a and, has a spike in gun sales. What yeah. does that say about our confidence in our elections? And not only our elections, but the confidence in our electors, the people yeah. we have elected. What what kind of confidence do we have where it's just like yeah. oh the Republicans are in, all hell's gonna go to you know all hell's going to be break loose and we're going to lose our constitution and it's going to be Nazi Germany again. So let's go buy some guns to fight these people off or on the flip side, Oh, the Democrats are in, it's going to be communist China over here or socialist Russia. Let's go buy some guns to fend these people off. Like what, how little faith do you have to have in our constitution? Well, and I think that, I think that stems, yeah, I think that stems a lot from the furthering divide. Um, is it Gallup or Pew? I should have had that, but I didn't realize we were going to talk about this today. Um, did a, <laughs> has done a, yeah, sorry, has done a um, political map. You can find it on PragerU. They put it in a nice little video, but, but their sources are either Pew or Gallup. I believe it's Gallup, um, where they map the political divide and the right to left how where is where is the median for the right and the left and where has it been so i think it goes back to 1996 i might be wrong about that but back into the 90s and it maps kind of the direction that the political divide is going and it's getting bigger not only is the divide getting bigger but the whole window is shifting to the left and i'm trying to remember what the name of that window is called i always forget it's the yeah overtime yeah, the Overton, ten window the is shifting. The Overton window, yeah, it's shifting left. It's shifting left. Um, a lot of people have left the Democrat Party this year. Uh, there was a whole walkaway movement, and they went right. They're not. They aren't actually going right politically. The right is moving towards the left and just encompassing all of that, which is fine. I'm fine with that. But the left keeps saying, "Well, we're far right extremists," but they don't understand that everything is moving left. And the left is moving at a faster pace left than the right is. And that's kind of where... That's why you have a Republican Donald Trump who for the last 30 years has been a Democrat. His values haven't changed and his views haven't changed. He was a Democrat. He's been a Democrat. Yeah. Guys, this is like... This is like the political version of Einsteinian I don't know what any special of relativity. <laughs> I just, I, I Explain what that is for us. College education <laughs> world. I had to, yeah. <laughs> I had to throw. 
<laughs> Sorry, I just throw that out there. We'll, we'll explain it later sometime. The one thing that I want to get to, I can't believe how far we are into this already. One thing I do want to get to in terms of some of the problems with, you know, government and and politicians in general, as we've been talking about, is this article by Matt Walsh on the Daily Wire um, yeah. about just some of the hypocritical treatment by government officials of the public during this COVID pandemic. And um, so to kind of summarize the article, which I, I, I want to say first, I recognize what the Daily Wire is. Very much a kind of a, I won't say right wing, but conservative, conservative slanting um, media outlet and article, you know, so podcasts, um, news productions, uh, articles, that kind of, yeah, yeah, YouTube videos. Matt Walsh is very, you know, very far to the right in that group. Yeah. Um, very Catholic, and, very conservative. Yeah, very, very conservative. And so uh, acknowledging <laughs> what his biases are and what's amazing is that he's very open about that. And I know what it is, right? I know what perspective yes. he's coming from. There's actually there's actually a problem with other media outlets not being not pretending to be unbiased, right? And pretending to be like, well, I'm just I'm just stating the facts, you know, it's a fact that Donald Trump is retarded, right? Like, you know, I I I, I It's a fact, it's, Jedi. Right. It's it's a fact, you know, fact check true. <laughs> as a uh, Ben Shapiro would say. <laughs> and so um but um Anyways, I, you know, so acknowledging that, what, one thing that he did is he kind of went through and just outlined some of the hypocrisy of the of people on the on the left, government, you know, leaders, basically that were saying, um, "Hey, this is what, uh, you know, this is a rule that applies to you for COVID for lockdowns, but I'm above that." Um, you know, a couple. One example, I think the most uh, prominent example is. Um, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, she so so much in favor of just these very strict, harsh lockdowns. She went out and got her hair cut, right? And oh, there was a there was a that. couple cases. Oh, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. So another, another before you get off of that one, I need to spe- I need to specify. On... She didn't just yeah. go get her hair cut. The salon had been closed. The salon had been closed. No. She forced them to open so she could get a haircut. And the owner of the salon didn't know that this had taken place. And when she found out, she scolded Nancy Pelosi for it. Nancy Pelosi is like, well, I knew the lady who cut my hair. I've known her for a long time. I make you above the rule. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but then she, Nancy Pelosi played victim. She says, how dare you? It was a oh, yeah, she yeah, this was a setup. I'm the victim here. I demand an apology. And then she destroyed that business. She destroyed the business. The woman had to flee the state of California in order to get into business again. Right. Um, but that, that's not the only time. So she had one when she was holding up because because for all of our listener listeners here who might think it was somebody else, Nancy Pelosi held up the second stimulus. Single handedly, she held up the second stimulus. It was not covered by the media. Which gets into my topic. Which is like which gets into my topic. The theme of twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. media bias. Um but she single-handedly held up this and she has said this she said it on live television i think nbc 
you know what? I need to stop th- saying things like that until I'm sure. Um, but she's on television, uh, live television, um, saying that she was not going to, um, she was not going to sign off on anything. She was not going to bring this up for even house review. She wasn't going to allow this to happen. Those were, her, you know, those were her general words. She wasn't going to allow a second stimulus bill to happen unless XYZ was met. Um, all at the same time, while she was going through her stock in her fridge because she was at her home and showing that she had like 40 flavors of ice cream and a whole stock of all kinds of other things. Let them while she was saying, no, Americans were not going to pass this to get you money. Let them, let them eat cake. cake. No, let me eat cake. You eat nothing. Is literally <laughs> what it was. And so, and she was on TV in the same interview saying, "No, we're not going to pass it." And then, oh, here, look, look at all this food and my luxurious, luxurious life that I'm not being affected by because I'm still getting paid because I'm a congressman and we always get paid regardless. Well, and let's so let's go ahead and just cover all of these different examples. Um, yeah, so the next one is also California, uh, Governor Nanusa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, he grates on my nerves. I saw a, I saw a review of his speeches, uh, specifically talking about justifying the French Laundry experience. So that's his biggest hypocrisy. He went out to for- at the French Laundry, um, and it was, I know, right? Um, and it was... <laughs> With a whole ton of people, no masks in sight, after the entire, like, state had lockdown orders in place that affected restaurants and restaurant owners were going out of business, he made the French Laundry open up to do a birthday party. And then he was oh. doing a speech about it. Yeah. Like, somebody... Hold on. Is it yeah. birthday parties? Birthday parties are essential, <laughs> right? Oh, yes. Sorry, especially, I forgot. <laughs> especially when you're related to a politician. That's yes, essential sorry. because... Oh, I love, you know what, we're going to get into it later, but I love some of the justification, like one of the justifications for, I think it was the mayor of Chicago, she said, well, I had to go get my hair cut yeah. because I'm the public face. And so Lori Lightfoot, yeah, her, yeah, her, her justification for breaking the rules is because she's a politician, she's special, right? And I, this is actually the biggest problem. And I think with, when we have powerful people in government, who believe that they are above the rules. And I don't think that this is particularly it's not a, issue. a Democrat problem. I, it's not, this is not no. a partisan issue. This is a, it's a human political issue. issue. It's a this is a human issue. issue. And one thing, I don't know why we don't talk about it more, but when you guys were in uh, middle school, did you read the book uh, Animal Farm? Yes. By George Orwell? Yes. I don't know why we don't talk about that more because that is I, so incredibly relevant right fun now. Story. I named my gun pig after the pigs. <laughs> Wait, now hold on. Because now, all be animals confusing. are equal, but some so animals are more equal. equal than others. And that's my great equalizer. <laughs> but you, I, I just want to throw out that could be definitely confused for cop right a, a derogatory oh, yeah. term no, for a police officer it has nothing to do with cops all right it's pink the gun is pink and i thought this is you know that there's like this throwaway phrase of the, the great equalizer and i thought you know uh all animals are equal some animals are more equal than others well this is my equalizer 
Not that I'm a pig, but you know. So any, anyways, the the reason why it's for those of you who have not read Animal Firm, it's not long. It's a novella. Yeah. Um, and, and I just the the basic premise is that um, the animals on the farm decided to take back power from the farmers, and so the pigs basically infiltrate the farmer's house and over time and, and they start out where every every farm animal is treated equally and by the end but by the end of the story those animals which were in power which are the pigs that lived in the farmer's house they got special privileges there's yes. one special privilege here just because you know okay we're, we're in charge so we have to have this we're in charge because we have to have that and and the by the end of the book, the pigs are wearing clothes and walking on two feet, just like the farmer that was ousted, right? And so, the, the and and that's that's not just a story, right? I I think that that's playing out in real life right now. I'm Where, sorry, are you calling? I think George Orwell was a prophet. Book, a pig? <laughs> no, but but you're but you're right. <laughs> Yes. No, but you're right. But yes. it's the same okay, story yeah, as yeah, throwing yeah, a frog yeah, into yeah, boiling yeah. water versus versus throwing a frog into a normal pot it. of water and then slowly boiling it. That is what is happening in, in America. Yeah. We would, if if our founding fathers somehow rose from the grave, not as zombies, but as cognizant human beings, and looked at the state of our affairs, there would not be a single one of them. <laughs> Which begs the question. <laughs> Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin is eating my brains. There Isn't wouldn't there be a, a single one of them that, that wouldn't be ashamed of where we're at. <laughs> but over 200 years, yeah, what we've done is we've slowly given away little bits of our rights and slowly given more power to the people above us yeah. because, well, they need it. Nancy Pelosi really needs to get her hair cut. <laughs> This has been The Kids Are All Night. If you've made it this far in the episode, consider liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing. Mm